Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 69 of Solid Saturday. The guest we have today, Mary N. Hasauri, is a film director and scriptwriter with an international background which includes Thailand, Norway and Iraq. She received an MA in filmmaking from the London Film School in 2015 but made her first film at the age of 16. Her film Before Spring was award nominated at five film festivals among them Oscar qualifying Bojo Short International Film Festival. She received honorable mentioning at the ILA of White International Film Festival. Mary has several years of experience in the international film industry. She recently received a talent development grant and a script development grant from the Norwegian Film Institute. Her feature documentary and the stage play Dama received financial support from the Norwegian Arts Council. She is currently working on her directorial debut, feature debut, Persona, with producer Autumn Bailey Entertainment and Paradox House. Mary would like to share her creative process along with some of her ups and downs to inspire and guide other creative visionaries out there, especially other outliers like herself. Wow, this sounds amazing, and I'm sure that the episode is going to be uh, fun. Um, so I can't wait to welcome her. So let's just welcome her and hear more about her career journey. How did she find her area of interest and managing to lead that? Hello there, Mary. Very happy to have you on the show and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. And uh, our first section is about passion and interest. So how did you find your interest in this particular field, filmmaking, and what motivates you every day to be in this field? Uh, I started to get uh, interest for filmmaking quite early on when I was 16. Uh, but it wasn't until I was about 23 that I picked up filmmaking again and just started making short films, basically. And um, yeah, that led me on the path to where I am now. That's great. And your, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the second question? Your achievements, right? um, when I was reading it, it, it seems that you made your first film at the age of 16. So how do you feel like getting that vision at early age? Well, in my case, I was actually, you know, I grew up in Norway, so... <laughs> Uh, at high school, you can choose uh, whatever direction you want to focus on. And so I chose media and communication. And one of our um, assignments were making short films. So that was one of the projects that we had to do. And that was actually my uh, way into discovering film. Wow, that's great, actually. And uh, how was your uh, parental situation? Like, you know, parents were very supportive for choosing this field or how was that? Right. Uh, well, I was very fortunate that I have parents that supported me, especially my father was like, yeah, yeah do whatever you want, you know, just oh. be ambitious, you know. Uh, my mom was a little bit more, uh, what do you call it, pragmatic. Like, you know, you have to think about what's, uh, what can give you a steady job and mm -hmm. those kind of things. But, I think parents, they usually, they speak from uh, what they know, their own experience. 
Like my mom, she is a nurse, while my father, he is an entrepreneur. So, you know, so that reflects also what they're going to recommend their daughter, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And you have chosen different path, actually. So mm. that is good to have somebody who has uh, took the early decision as well as you know, doing well in that particular path. So thank you so mm. much one more time. And moving towards our next section is about questions from the audience, where I have shortlisted a couple of questions for you. And uh, I'll just go ahead with first question that we have, which is how would you like to differentiate between direction and writing? What is more challenging? Uh, the, uh, what, how I would differentiate it would be that um, directing, you work with more people and more parts at the same time. So mm -hmm. it, you kind of have to have the ability to multitask. While writing, you do that more in solitude. Uh -huh. So if you have producers, then usually you will get notes and stuff at, at some point. But, uh, you know, like, but majority of the time, you're just, it's just you and the computer. You know what I mean? So, uh -huh. yeah. So it's more solitude on the writing side. And then with directing, it's more like a multitasking kind of job. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And uh, I think uh, when we think about uh, what is more challenging, it is always difficult, right? Because direction and writing, both are kind yeah. of creative fields. Exactly. Uh, yeah, they're challenging in different in different ways, right? So, uh, with writing, uh, a lot of writers they suffer from writer's block, for example. Like you're just dependent on yourself of coming up with ideas and finding inspiration. Uh, so you kind of uh, have to find a routine and just, you know, just get into it as sort of a flow so that the ideas come to you. I don't remember who said that, but uh, if you show up, the muse will show up. And I think that's a very good, uh, you know, like a very good, uh, like a quote to live by. Sort of. <laughs> like if you just sit in front of your computer and write a bit and don't don't have such a high bar you know for just writing something shitty to begin with and then after a while it'll get better and better mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of writers block is about feeling that each word has to be perfect from the get-go mm -hmm. it will get there but you know allow yourself to to trial and have more space to fail in the beginning yeah, um, one more question I do have around writing actually. I just reminded because sure. when I read the books, right? Sometimes yeah. I feel that I don't want to get influenced by a particular writer a lot because that yeah. affects my writing, right? Um, so, how do you look into that thing, right? Uh, yeah, I am, a, I try to be aware of that too. So, uh -huh. I'm a screenwriter, right? So, I normally wouldn't read other people's screenplays during my writing process, I would uh, absorb other kinds of arts, you mm -hmm. know, like even fine art. And uh, I would also uh, maybe, I would watch some films and stuff, but I try to be aware to not like necessarily watch something that's so closely related to what mm -hmm. I am writing about, something completely different. Mm -hmm. um, I also would read literature, but also things that are very different to what I'm writing now. And I actually think it helps 
creating a space in the brain, you know, to find new connections. Yep, yep. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And one more question we have, which is, what in your opinion is the most important quality of a film director? Wow, that is. Very- I think it is to have direction, to have, um, to to know what you want to explore, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think that's that's what's more. And it's very challenging, I feel, because direction is uh, like something forcing something, right? Uh, when you are exactly. recording, exactly. I think. Yeah, I think people are drawn to that profession for different reasons. But uh, for me, it it was because I had something that I wanted to explore, mm-hmm. you know, like a subject. And uh, filmmaking was the most complete medium to express or to explore that subject. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And moving towards our next section is a fun segment where I'm going to give three words, keywords, which are moreover associated with your profile. And you have to tell me what comes to your mind immediately. So it can be a replacement keyword for that one, or it can be a short definition as well. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So the first word is communication. Communication, uh, people. Wow. That is really a good one. I, uh, I really appreciate that one. Uh, second one is filmmaking. Um, filmmaking, I would say. Movement. Mm-hmm. And then writing. Writing. Uh, stories. Wow. <laughs> I loved all those. And thank you so much for being, you know, impromptu and coming with, with those keywords. Moving towards our next segment is about exploring your career work and volunteering. And uh, I wanted to cover two questions, uh, which is like kind of clubbed under one. For the question is currently you work as a communication officer at Ocean Power Parks. And what made you work on it? Also, how do you see technology changing the filmmaking area? Sure, that's a good question. So I'm a CCO at Ocean Power Park. So that's a board member, right? Uh-huh. So not like a day-to-day job, but, you know, like I have, uh, I come I come with, you know, I like there's like certain sections in the year where I work, you could say. Uh, the reason why I got into it is because for two reasons. One is that I'm, I'm very passionate about the climate uh-huh. and how we can most, you know, like efficiently solve the climate issues, which I think would be through technology and replacing fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. And Ocean Power Parks uh, is actually uh, a company and invention that was created by my father. Mm-hmm. So it was quite natural for me to, for him to invite me on the board because I also have a, a marketing communications background. That's my bachelor. <laughs> so, yeah, so... I felt very natural for me to help out in that respect as well. And to your second question uh, about how I think technology would uh, change uh, filmmaking, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or how it is changing filmmaking. I think it's making filmmaking more accessible in a way that it's making it's more available to younger people, more people to try it out, 
you know, with you can even make a film with your phone, right? But I think there's a difference between uh, just filming something and then actually making a film, <laughs> right? That that's like a process that has many components to it. Uh, and I think, you know, it also becomes very filled with, uh, how to say it, it becomes quite saturated. So uh, in many ways, people in, in the industry as well can feel like they're drowning mm -hmm. in the amount of content because everything that's made, just because you can make it doesn't mean it's good, right? So there's, uh, but I feel like the, on the positive side, I feel like more people have access to mm -hmm. the tool, but on the negative side, it makes it harder to be seen or heard because there's so much now, both good and bad. Yeah. Thank you so much. It is very insightful actually to know more about filmmaking and communication. I can see that, uh, as you mentioned, that you did your bachelor's in the marketing, right? So yeah. definitely, you know more about it, like, you know, how communication is more uh, important when it comes to connecting with the people and, uh, you know, uh, conveying the right message to the right people. So thank you so much. And our next segment is about tips and advice. Um, so any tips or advice would you like to give to the students or the professionals who are looking to get into this area and grow in it or looking to looking this as their long-term career option like a filmmaking mm. i think you have to this is a, a career path that has very much competition mm -hmm. so i think in order to uh sort of get there mm -hmm. you need to be very patient <laughs> and you so you have to think of you could be lucky and get it right away but most likely not uh -huh. You should think of your career as in like five or 10 years. So your motivation really has to come from within and it needs to be something that you could do in your spare time. It's something you enjoy doing all the time almost, right? So for example, in my case, I keep writing screenplays and that's what I would advise people to, for example, if you want to be a screenwriter, just keep writing and so you are sowing, you're planting many seeds. You should have many screenplays, mm -hmm. you know, on the go. So when you meet someone, when you meet a producer and you want to pitch your project, you already have, you know, you have something that they might connect with. And the same with directing, because I also direct my screenplays. Uh -huh. So I would start one project, right? Write the screenplay, develop it, pitch it. And then I will get so far with it right? Maybe I get some funding here, I didn't get all of it, or it seemed like it's going somewhere, then it stopped. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to put that, like, wait a little bit with that, I start another project. And I've seen that, for example, I had one, uh, one, one project, a documentary, actually, because I also work with documentary, as well as fiction, that I started uh, four years ago. And I, I applied for funding. I guess got some funding, but then I didn't get the rest, right? So I had to return. That was quite bitter. But then uh, I didn't stop. I, I decided to take some of my own money a little bit and create a, like a visualization, a few scenes that I shot, you know? And then I had that. I, I was invited to pitch at different film festivals, different forums. 
mm-hmm. didn't, didn't go further. I was like, okay. So then I waited. I did other, other projects. Then I found another director that loved, you know, the sketch, not the sketch, but the visualization that I already had, those scenes. And then together, like I invited him to co-direct and together we applied for funding and we got our complete funding after. This is this whole process took four years. This was one project. And I have many uh, film projects that I work on similarly. So you can't just have all your eggs in one basket. That's what uh-huh. I'm saying. Plant, plant many seeds and then they will, depending on the tree, you know, they will sprout in their, their own time. Yeah, yeah, that is very wise actually. And uh, one more question I want to ask here is that, you know, uh, how do you see the mentorship in this particular field actually? How much uh, it plays a important or the vital role getting that proper mentorship to be in the filmmaking or the writing space? I think uh, I think it does play a vital role. Uh, some people are lucky and they find mentors that connect them to you know mm-hmm. uh, to the right people that can get their projects made. Mm-hmm. In my case, I've I've had mentors that have been more um, in terms of helping me hone my craft actually. Uh-huh. So people giving me feedback, you know, reading my screenplays, that kind of stuff, which I think has been invaluable. And I learned so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I that's that's that part that I've gotten from it. Well, other people might be lucky and they might find mentors that hook you up. You know what I mean? I haven't had that. So I had to hook myself up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And we are moving towards the closure of the episode. So last section we have is about leadership. And it seems that you found your way of leading your area of interest. So what is your leadership style and any specific leader that you always follow or admire and why? Uh, I think my leadership style is uh, leading with my heart Uh because I feel like uh, you need to have, uh, you know, passion for what you're doing. It has to come from a, a, a deep place, something that's bigger than yourself, something like that. Um, and also that I feel like I also see this as a lifestyle. So I'm thinking about like, like, th- like if you're on set and the day in, day out, uh, you know, like life of that, the process of that, like what, what kind of boss would I like to have, right? So I'm trying to, th- I'm thinking of it more as a family, you know, like, uh, so I really like to, yeah, I live with my heart, but uh-huh. that doesn't mean that, you know, that I don't have boundaries, that if I think that something uh, isn't right, that I won't let someone know you know <laughs> that's part of leading with your heart I think yeah, so yeah. but definitely leading with your heart leading with kindness and fairness for sure mm-hmm. yeah. um and a leader that I look up to there there are so many but someone that came to mind was uh Ruth Bader Ginsburg because you know, she really, uh, she, well, she's, uh, for those who don't know, she's like a Supreme Court uh, justice and she recently passed away. 
um, and in, in the US. And she uh, actually was part of creating the gender, uh, the anti-gender discrimination law. Before, before that, there were no such thing. So she really paved the way for many of us, you know, to, to be able to thrive, uh, in, uh, you know, in this day and age. And, the way, and I watched uh, a, a film that was based on her life that's called On the Basis of Sex. And uh, it showed her struggle, you know, as a woman and then how she overcame that and how she overcame that and how she found ways around it, mm-hmm. you know, she, like in a very clever ways. So, yeah, I, I recommend that film as well. Yeah, I would love to watch that actually. So that is mm-hmm. in my menu card now <laughs> that yeah. I will take that movie and thank you so much for being here and sharing your career journey as well as the way you are leading it it is truly inspirational for the people out there who are looking to build their career in it and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show thank you thank you my pleasure being here yeah thank you coming to our closure quote so our today's quote is from danny Boyle, and the quote says to be a filmmaker, you have to lead. You have to be psychotic in your desire to do something. People always like the easy route. You have to push very hard to get something unusual, something different. This is a great one. And on that quote, we are closing today's episode. See you guys in the next episode. Until we meet, happy leading. Let's lead together. Stay safe. Bye for now.